podcast. Take a look at my podcast. It's the only one I've got. La da da da. Well, apart from Boy Time, which not much of a podcast, but it always seems to get a lot. Da da da. Yep. Welcome to the Weird Podcast, episode twenty-three, which means. This episode is being preceded by 22 other episodes of the podcast, which means, mm -hmm, if you're not a listener of the podcast, first of all, why? And then second of all, how's about you go and tell people to listen to it, get involved and spread the word of the podcast. Normally I end the show by being like, lads, please listen. I need listeners. I need people to review the podcast. I need help. But I'm doing it at the start this week because I'll have your attention for for a little bit. Um, so yeah, get on to iTunes or iOS, whatever is the correct term because I'm a technophobe. I didn't know. And get on SoundCloud and subscribe to the Weird Podcast. If you do one thing this week, just, just tell one person to do that. Get the listens up and let's try and get this podcast going because... You know, Boytown is, is a big juggernaut of listens. It gets good listens every week. Whereas... The Weird Podcast gets slightly less, which is sly, but also, I get it. And we're trying to trying to get that up, basically, so get on, subscribe. If you haven't rated and reviewed the podcast yet, why? It's so sly, because I get, like, a lot of listens every week, and I don't get the uh, the reviews from you guys. Like, what, what's what's wrong? Why are the weirdos coming out in force to help, help a brother out and, and get a review on iTunes? Because, like, if you give me a... A review of the podcast, I will read it out on the show. So, ideally, I'm trying to encourage you to be the weirder, the better. Because then it's, it's interesting to read out rather than just a stupid waste of time. <clears throat> anyway, um, let's see what we can talk about this week. Um, we'll start off with a really original topic. Something that no one else will have spoken about. No one else will have had their take on it. Nothing. We're going to talk about the snow. As in the wet, frozen, disgusting, slimy, spunk-looking white covering over the ground. Not the white wrapper. In farmer, you know, it's all bland. boom, boom, yeah. That dude. Who looks like he just works in IT, which for a rapper, you know, fair play to him. You see a lot of rappers look like they want to be look, looking like gangsters. You know, they got the chains, they got their do-rag hats, their uh, their vests, baggy jeans. And then there's snow, just a pair of glasses, dry blown back hair, combed, obviously. And like a blue shirt. In for merch, you know, we sell this little bit of a a lot of blah, 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 with him, um, which reminds me, uh, I put a video out this week um, off Vitas about like a, a video as to how he originated. So check that out on Facebook. For any of you that don't know Vitas, he's the guy that sings that song. <laughs> which is my interpretation of that song. But yeah, go check that out. It's it's strange. I'm definitely weird. But yeah, the snow. How am I coping with the snow? Um, to be fair, F T H T B. Full time hate the bastard. It is awful. I don't know whether I hate the snow because 
I, I just have always hated snow or because I'm now just an old grumpy bastard that hates everything that brings other people joy. Um, probably more the latter because I do recall when I was younger, minus responsibilities, when I just could have just sat in the house all day, you know, had about 12 beats and played WWF. What it was, it was a wrestling game I used to play, WrestleMania 2000 or something on the Xbox. Or not the Xbox, the uh, GameCube or the 360 or whatever the fuck they're called, I don't know. But they were good old days and you used to go, ah, go out and build a snowman. And I say snowman, a giant penis made of snow, but I'll go and do that now. You get looks. You know, I'm a 31 year old guy if I'm out in my front garden just building a massive phallus. The neighbours would, would be concerned. They'd probably be like, mate, you should possibly move to Muckamore Abbey. I go, yeah, I get that. Whereas now I just stand. Look out the window with my hands on my hips going, nah, my fucking hands are going to be frozen clear in this car this morning. Jesus Christ. My feet are going to be wet. My socks are going to be wet. I'm going to be uncomfortable. I'm going to maybe, like, slip. And, like, it's not even the falling that annoys me now. It's like, you know, if you slip and you jar yourself, you, like, jolt yourself. And because you're so old now, your back, like, I could put your back out. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's the sort of shit... That happens to you when you get old. <clears throat> what happened to you, mate? You're in a wheelchair there. I went out to, to just walk to my car and I slipped slightly. And oh no, did you fall and land on the ground and break your back? Nah, mate, I just jolted myself and knocked a couple of my vertebrae out of, out of, out of, out of joint. And then they look at you and go, that's the, the most underwhelming reason to be in a wheelchair. Do you know? It's like, like you, could be, you could literally. If you jolted your back, be sitting front row at football matches beside the likes of Stephen Hawking, who is full time proper disabled, and then there's you with a jolted back. You know, be still in a wheelchair. You'd still get priority at the at the airport. You know, you know, none is waiting about in line. You'd be straight to the front. On you go, mate. You know, you get to the point where you probably think there's so many perks with this. Maybe I'll just pretend to be. Yeah, well, maybe not, but it's something I thought about. You know, maybe I'll pretend to be. I, d- I definitely have a face that could pass as having something not quite there with it, <clears throat> for sure. But I digress. The snow, um, I hate it. Full-time hate it. And also, I think I hate more now, too, people who love it. You know, people who, like, get all dolled up and go out sledding like they go to like sliding on places they shouldn't be sliding on for a start like golf courses I'm sure groundsmen are like you cannot be tobogganing down the fairway on Hollywood's 15th hole do you know what I'm saying you can't be doing that Hollywood would be a great golf club to be sledding in to be fair there's a lot of hills so you definitely um, be getting a good buzz on your ride if you know what I mean. As in you enjoy it. I don't mean like... You, yeah, you, you get me. Like a ride sex. Do you know a buzz in a ride? I don't know if you can get a buzz. It just feels real nice sometimes. Do you know what I mean? And sometimes it feels so nice that it ends with it feeling really nice. And then you end up a few months down the line with a daughter. And all things are changing. You become a grumpy old guy. <laughs> that is that is life. Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah, people are in the snow, and I think a lot of people are getting on like these decks because the Winter Olympics have just passed. Which, um, big fan of the Olympics, 
The Winter Olympics? Nah. Not got into that at all. Um, I, try, I think I watched the last ones and watched curling and thought this is quite interesting. Um, to see the people sliding the curls and stuff. But in reality, it's fucking shite. See, if you're just like watching normal curling without being in the Winter Olympics, you go, what the fuck is this? The problem here... Except there was a lot of good-looking curlers, to be fair. And that's just the guys. That was the only bonus this year. But, nah, not for me at all. And I saw a picture of the great British uh, Winter Olympic team who, to be fair, just looked like a bunch of rich, entitled twats. Like, just all off in skew holders. Yeah, we're going to the Winter Olympics. Yeah, we're Olympians. All right, what do you do? Or we just balance on bits of like planks that slide down hills. That's not a skill. You're just balancing. Do you know? The only good thing about it is you get characters in the Winter Olympics who don't actually have skills. Just like I'd be keen to to be in the Olympics, get those rings tattooed on me. Um, what do you do? Uh, don't know. Like n- nothing. Right? What country do you want to represent? Um, I don't know. Cape Verde. Sweet. What 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 sort of skills? in the Winter Olympics the people from Cape Verde have um, pretty good at half pipe snowboarding alright you're in the team and you just do turns up for Cape Verde never seen snow in his life I will represent Cape Verde it will be a good time I imagine that's how it sounds probably sounds more like this because Cape Verde is France Franche you know but um, the first accent was Welsh accent I just assumed that the Welsh guy had gone from like Snowdonia over to Cape Verde on like a gap yeah and then just got in the Olympics um, but the line is stop with the Winter Olympic obsession do you know stop that knock that in the head there's been a few videos I've seen of people like just being OTT and just literally skiing to work when they're like living in Belfast or something you're like if you're a person like that you should Technically, like I'm not for violence, I'm not for sectarianism, as we all know. But the paramilitaries should get together and form a group, like merge the two: the IRA, UVF, the IVF. It's quite a productive name, actually. The IVF should get together and just bundle people that are skiing down Great Victoria Street, just knock them into an alleyway and blow their their legs off. Sorry, mate, you're a fucking skiing down the street. Look, no harm to you down car. What side you're on? You're a ballets. Bang. See you later, legs. And then probably this fucker will be in the Winter Paralympics, no doubt. <laughs> Which would be even better. No legs, just literally stuck to some kind of contraption sliding downhill. Like, yeah, mate, can you do Winter Olympics? Uh, aye. What did you do before? I skied. What do you do now? I don't really have any legs. Sweet, let's just strap you in this bit of metal. Like, tie you to it. Uh, like, they used to put people in a barrel and fuck them over Niagara Falls. Just get you on a toboggan, mate. We'll sell tape you in. Are you comfortable? I, I don't know how I feel about this. Don't worry about it, mate. You're safe. You've got no legs anyway. Fires them down the hill. Doesn't tie his arms in. The arms go. Just just the torso now. What are you going to do at the next Winter Olympics, mate? Um, We're going to put you on that thing Eddie the Eagle does just strap you the skis and fuck you down a hill you won't be able to land it if you do it's a miracle if you don't you probably die if you do land it you'll definitely jolt your spine so you'll end up in the wheelchair regardless having said that you'll probably be in once you'd have no legs or arms by this stage all because you try to ski to work so what I'm saying is don't just don't 
That's it. And uh, yeah, I've never been skiing before, so uh, maybe I'm just jealous that my my family don't love me and never brought me skiing. That being said, I'd rather go and sit by a beach in the sun, just getting really bronzed than skiing. Because at the end of the day, I did a thing before, kind of like skiing, whereby I was in Africa, in Namibia, and I got on this board and just slid down the desert, face first on this board, which was fun. But once you got to the bottom, you had to ascend the sand again, which was the worst fitness I've ever done in my life. I was fucked. So by the top of it, I was like, I'll do this once. And that was it. I was like, ah, halfway up. Nah, fuck that. I'll just keep sliding a little bit down each time. You know, just like tiny reps, more more repetitions, more sets, and just one big go at a time. But yeah, the snow is, is clearing. Thank God people can get rid of it. And if you build a snowman, kill yourself, you know, just grow up. If you're over the age of, like, eight, don't build snowman. Do you know you need to start? That's If you're over eight, you need to be earning coin. You need to be turning in money. You need to be fucking making your keep. You know, you can't be out building snowmen, having no responsibility. You need to be out putting food on the table, looking after people like it used to be. You know, back in the good old days when, like, eight-year-olds went to the workhouses and earned their gruel for their family, you know, nowadays... All these being entitled kids with their fucking zero haircuts in the sides and backs. And then just this big muff over their eyes. Not even a haircut. It's just shit. And then inevitably when you have this, you have to constantly flick it out of your eyes. They should be shot by the IVF as well. Those kids, just take them out because they're going to grow into bad people. Remove their knees and send them to the Winter Paralympics. That's what I say. Fucking twats. I always hated kids anyway. Like, see, seeing them... When you get the certain age, when you're no longer a kid, you start hating kids. And then you, whenever you stop going for the hairstyle and stuff, and you stop keeping with style, and you start seeing these ridiculous haircuts, you go, what the fuck's wrong with these people? I mean, was that haircut, the zero at the sides and back, and just flopping down, so you keep flicking it out of your head. People should go around and just chop those off. I hate that haircut. I've hated top knots as well. They're the worst ever. Like, why Why have a top knot unless you have the long hair? Like, unless there's hair that's long on the sides and back on top of your head that can tie in a ponytail. Fuck off with the top knot. Like, to have a shave at the side and back and just long on top, it doesn't... Like, if your hair's not tied, it just looks shit. You look like one of those wee sawdust crest dudes. If you... I just hate it. And then, especially if you're an older dude and you have that style, also awful. And another style that's terrible is this one that, that like, we sort of... Yeah, if all the fuckboys have it. It's where your hair is, like, combed down in a fringe and just straight cut across your head and then, like, messed on top with, like, a fade at the side. I'm like, why, why would you have that haircut? It might be stylish because some twat has preceded things and done that, but it doesn't look good. Like, there's certain things in style... That don't that, that don't look good. That people may design it and be like, "This, this is going to be the number one style." Like people are going to be doing this all the time now, and then they're like, well, "What is this style? What's they going to do?" Yeah, is they going to take the underpants and stick it to the face? It's better to have a bit of like, you know, a bit of uh, character about it. So they have to have a little bit of. A little bit of mark, a little bit of doo-doo on his panties in the face. 
be like, nah, mate, that's just putting dirty pants in your face. Okay, maybe I'm pervert. I'm not really a designer. Who knows? But that's what it is. People just decide what's stylish and go with it. As a person, you should just go with what suits you. Do you know me? I'm a very, very basic guy. Like, I am, at the moment, very keen on having a shaved head. Like, I'm talking a one all over. That's what the hairstyle I want to rock. Sadly for me, I am whipped <laughs> and no sadly for me I'm getting married not sadly but from my hair in November and I have been told for the sake of photographs you need to keep some hair because I look apparently again like a paramilitary not that there's anything wrong with paramilitary look like if any paramilitaries are listening to the podcast big fans I respect just fair play guys for listening for like getting the viewing numbers up I appreciate it but you know the, the, the paramilitary looks Something that my girlfriend doesn't like. Albeit I would always have a beard, so it wouldn't really be paramilitary. Do you know, unless you have long hair. Like, it could be the other side paramilitary of, like, you've loyalist paramilitaries are bald and orange. That's the style. Bald, orange and earrings. Whereas, like, Republican paramilitaries are more... They'll have, like, long hair, scraggly hair. Like, iron jumpers and beards. So maybe I could be, like, an IVF representative, just bald head, beard. Wearing an iron jumper and a sash. There we go, that's what the IVF were. <laughs> but no, my hair is an absolute state. I've just given up on it. But I got a cut this week. And it's long overdue. It was just growing and growing. And then, don't know if any of you have seen on my Instagram, I have shaved my beard off to start again for a wedding coming up. wanted to be a bit tighter, a bit more tidy, so I took it off. And then my hair was just massive over the top. Um, my hair doesn't grow on top of my head anymore it just it falls out there so I'm basically bald like Zinedine Zidane at the back but I have this like dense thick thatch at the sides and back and it just keeps growing it grows out so whenever my hair stops just growing on top it just grows out at the sides and out at the back it's like as if it's growing into some kind of helmet and it looks terrible over my ears like with those like Jewish piots hanging down <laughs> that's what it looks like and it's just terrible. And my girlfriend actually was like, yeah, I just don't think I love you anymore. I was like, sorry? She didn't say that. She said, I don't, I, I, I don't find that haircut attractive. Then I was like, yeah, okay. I want to shave it all off. I've wanted to do this for a while. She's like, we can't do that. You need to cut it. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. How can you win? You, know, you just can't win with, with, with women. But we've got a deal that after, after I got married... In November, I'm going. It's coming off. The hair is going. Do one all over, and that's just going to be, going to be my style. That's what the missus has ordered. The missus. What a term, eh? Hate using that. The missus has told me, oh, the missus is fucking. And you know, worse than actually using the phrase the missus is, whenever you see sometimes people will post things on Facebook and be like, hey, missus, how are you? But they'll spell it M I S S E S, like missus, like I miss you. Or Obamiang misses every shot on fucking goal. You know, that's not miss us. You know what I mean? It's fuck, And it's always dense people that fucking do it. And like, here, misses. Oh my god, I was out last night, you'll not believe it. And then I I got ID'd because I'm actually only 12. I can't believe that fucking cheeky bastard ID'd me. Obviously, I don't have any ID, don't even have a nice insurance number, but I want to fucking drink my wicked. Can't drink my wicket if I'm fucking sitting in the house, can I? Looking after fucking Rihanna Shakira Lee. 
No, I can't. You fuck. <laughs> so, yeah, don't spell messes. Messes, do you know? Like, to me, I, I don't know how to say this the correct way, but if I see you've written messes or you've spelled messes, M-I-S-S-E-S, I'm sorry, but what level of spas much do you be? You know, seriously? Like, you should be in the Special Olympics. Not the Paralympics, not the Paralympics of winter, not the Winter Paralympics, the Special Olympics. Because you are mentally inept. <laughs> and that's it. That's the view on it. All from a haircut. But that being said, for the next couple of months, this haircut I have is very sweet. I've done it in the Skinny Isaacs where all the cool kids go, albeit the hairdresser's actually too young to know what style it is I'm going for. I'm like, you know, can you cut my hair? Like, um, like trying to think of the last time I had a cool haircut, who would it have been? Like, can you cut my hair like Gary Barlow when the Take That reunion happened, which was like 2004 or something? I give us that. That's all I want. And hopefully that's the beauty of having a youngish guy. You can show him a photo of that and be like, give us that haircut. Whereas if it's an older dude, you got to go and ask for the Gary Barlow. You come into the early 1990s, bleach blonde spike. You know, look like Scooter. Welcome, posse! We started in 1994. In 1996, we're still on the case. Fair play to you guys, you've not given up two years. And now, what years are 2018? Scooter or Turin started in 1994? That's what, 20... 24 years or some shit they've been going like and I th- imagine what they'd be saying about 24 years still being on the case if they were so impressed by two yikes you don't even want to go there you don't even want to go there it must be Dave he's on the train weird the champions made of weird It's the second week of the knockout of the Champions League of Weirs. Things are like heating up. They're like, you know when you fill your kettle full of cold water and then you hit the wee thing to turn it on and, 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 and it quite literally heats. That's what's happening in the Champions League of Weird knockout stages. And this week with two very tough matches for you. I suppose they're all tough matches, the knockout stages. But this week we're going to discuss Prince versus David Blaine. And Stalking Cat versus Kevin Spacey. Prince versus David Blaine's a big game. Everyone knows that I'm a massive Prince fan. I love Prince. Uh, I miss him. You know, I'm sad he's gone. I would have loved to have seen him live. He's one of these guys who... I just wish I'd have seen live. I've seen, like, a few great acts that I love, but never never Prince. And I never will see him live now, because he's dead. And that's the way, the way of the world. If someone's dead, you can't watch them do stuff anymore, unless... You just want to watch them lie there dead. Ah, <laughs> oh, weird. But yeah, Prince versus David Blaine. Both weird guys. Prince, overtly sexual. Surprised there's been no kind of allegations made against him. <clears throat> you know, but maybe it's because he looks like a real sexy, like 60-year-old woman that smokes 40 a day that you probably just don't assume him to be a sexually aggressive guy. But he, he does a lot of odd things. Like, if you ever... Um, Kevin Smith actually had a, uh, 
had a heart attack this week. So like one of the you know him probably as as Silent Bob from the Jane Silent Bob movies. Rogue Clerks, really, really good guy. He does uh like a show, like sort of stand up, sort of like I don't know, what do you call it? Like stand up slash like TED Talk type thing, like show a few years back. And he talked about producing uh archive footage for Prince. Definitely listen to that. It's brilliant. He talks about basically saying that Prince just made him record all this stuff and had no desire to see it, no desire to worry about it. He just wanted to document it and then he stored it in this big vault. And he said like he ran through so much footage that at the time they used just actual film. They ran out of film and just kept pretending that they were filming stuff on cameras without film because Prince literally was never going to check it. And it was just very funny like talks about Prince uh, answering the phone like Kevin Smith would be ringing him up and being like how can I speak to Prince and someone would answer and be like Prince uh, it's not available to talk to you now he'd be like right okay um, be at your phone in five minutes and then he'd be waiting five minutes later his phone would go hello Prince will phone you in ten minutes hangs up he's like could could Prince not have just five minutes ago hello Prince will phone you in five minutes Five minutes ago, he's like, this Prince answers the phone. Hello, Prince. This isn't Prince. You have the phone, Prince. I like, right, fuck that. Forget about it, but watch the watch the, the clip. It's very funny. Uh, Prince, weird guy. David Blaine. He's got to be weirder than Prince. Like, at least Prince sort of, like, has great musical skills. That is his main thing. David Blaine, like, magic is weird. Like, magic is weirder than music. If you're a magician... You're a, a weird dude, inevitably. Like, that goes hand in hand with magic. Like, you can't ever go, there's a real, just normal dude magician. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, David Copperfield, weird guy. Like, he looks like he's, like, the third member of Siegfried and Roy, apart from the tiger. He's strange, he's tanned, he's got bouffanted hair, he wears, like, puffy shirts. Weird. You have even Dynamo. Like, he's probably one of the more sort of, like, in vogue hip kind of magicians that are trying to make magic cool looks like an FTHA full time heroin addict you know it's not a, a normal look you have David Blaine who's probably brought street magic to the fore he is just seriously a mentally unwell guy like he did all these great tricks he's a magician of unbelievable quality like his close skills with like cards and stuff you don't believe it is, is like sleight of hand unbelievable but then after a while he just started doing not even magic just weird stuff <clears throat> he's like yeah I'm just want to really test myself like, right, well, how do you want to test yourself well I'm just going to go in a box for like 40 days and not eat and stuff people can come and watch me alright David are you going to do any like ma- magical reveal or something Ian nah just going to just gonna sit here like depressed for forty days. All right, David, you do that. I'm excited of that. Anything else you want to do, David? Ah, uh, um, I'd like to be frozen in ice for fucking a few weeks. Like, sorry. Yeah, I'd like to be just like living in ice, David. That's really weird. I'll, I'll want to do it. Right, but is there any sort of magical reveal at the end of it? Nah, I just just want to do it. Comes out. Anything else, David? Next trick. Ah, just bury me alive. Like, I just think that he just wants to kill himself, and he's just trying to do it in such a like over the top way without being like, look, I just need to. I just want to kill myself. 
I guess next trick, what did you want to do? I want to jump off this, like, massive skyscraper. Oh, cool, you going to wear a, a parachute? Nope. Alright, David, that's fully just killing yourself well. Magic, mate. Ta-da! And on that reason alone, David Blaine's weirder than Prince. So there you have it. David Blaine goes into the next round of the Champions League of Weird. Oh, and you still don't know who he's going up against because that's the excitement of this segment. Stalking cat Kevin Spacey. We don't even need to justify fight this. Pardon me, Kevin Spacey <laughs> loses. Stalking cat's a full man cat. And there's nothing Kevin Spacey hates more than pussy. So Kevin loses the stalking cat. I put Kevin Spacey in here because his behaviour has been weird. And like in comparison to all the other things that have been going on, all these allegations that are being made and stuff about people, it's just sly that Spacey's been lumped into it. Like he's just shit a pull. Do you know? He's not really like... There's a lot of things happening where like people make allegations nowadays and that's just what is now given is the yeah that that's it you know people just automatically believe it and careers are ruined like Kevin Spacey like there's a dude from here who's like yeah he tried to touch and you're going nah mate he did he, he was maybe just just chatting to you he definitely wasn't like trying to you know chat you up for sure no no nah not that the guy was from here he was just not a sweet looking guy and Spacey was looking to get some Hollywood A-lister, but it wouldn't be that dude. But even at that, that was just spacey shit at being able to chat people up, shit at being able to flirt, being like, here, mate, nice nice belt. Gives a wee squeezier belt, and the guy's like, ah, oh, get off me, you pervert. Ah, oh, sweet belt, mate, I'm blocked, I'm away, see you. Like, right, see you later, spacey, you space cadet. There's stalking cat, just walks around with an animatronic tail, a full morphed face to look like a cat, and he purrs, meow. And he's got legit whiskers, which in itself makes him weirder than Kevin Spacey. So, the stalking cat is into the next round, and I know it's going to be hard, people. I know it's going to be difficult. I know it's going to be frustrating and challenging. But you have to wait the next week for the remainder of the knockout stages with two more great matches next week. And now we're into the Quarter or now we're in the semi finals. Whoa, that's so exciting! I always laugh every week at the fact that that just the wee outro of the Champions League weird just flies in after something really like dull and monotone, right? Okay, guys, that's exciting. Such an anti climax. Oh, speaking of anti climaxes, um. The Shane Talk Show on BBC Radio All-Star is coming to an end this week. That sounded like I was really dissing it there. No, I'm uh, talking about the tattoo bet that we had came to an end. And for me, it was a bit of an anti-climax. I'll first of all explain why. We had a bet um, on the show that ended up basically being that one of us would get a tattoo, either me or Shane. Um, the podcast... It will be out after the the show I the radio was on yesterday, and now this is t- Sunday. I'm recording this, and um, so if you haven't listened to the Shane Todd Show on Radio Ulster, check it out on iPlayer and listen to the the podcast bet. For those of you who don't know, basically we hit a tattoo bet, um, not a podcast bet, but a dick, um, a tattoo bet, and 
what happened was we we had special guests in the show each week, and on week two of the show, we had tattoo artist to the stars Willie G on the show, and Willie was basically chatting us about tattoos and asked the question, "Oh, do you lads have any tattoos?" And we we're like, "Nah, we don't." And he was like, "The fuck's wrong, you guys? Why why have you ain't got no tattoos?" And we're like, "I just you know think." Wouldn't, wouldn't suit me I couldn't decide and well he was like well I ain't going to you should get a tattoo for a bet and I was like in the process going half ah, why is it why is that mate and she was like oh it sounds like a great idea nah it's not it's stupid but then we agreed to do it on the radio show so we had to do some kind of bet or challenge with a loser had to get a tattoo that the winner chose for them um, so we ended up doing a general knowledge quiz um, on this week's show. And the anti-climax of it all is your boy, the big dog, won. Oi, oi. So I don't need to get a tattoo. And why it's an anti-climax is I had it in my head that Shane being Shane would have fixed the general knowledge quiz that he would know all the answers and I wouldn't and I would be the one like a mug getting a tattoo turns out I'm smarter than him as I've said before many times and I won the general knowledge quiz with 100% right answers and he used to get a tattoo now he had chosen for me had had I have lost that I would get a tattoo of his dad's face which I would have done I would have got the tattoo of my bum so no one had to see it and also would have been funny if his dad didn't know how to tattoo of his face and I was getting showered in the gym and he walked past and saw a tattoo of his own face on my arse that would have been great but um, that was the option that he would have chosen and there was a few others that he picked but I thought that would have been the funniest to be fair so we went for that and then if he lost I actually had drawn a picture of Shane on Microsoft Paint which was a really good picture and I wanted him to I wanted him to get that, but then he was like, no, I'm not getting that, so I'll take another one of your, your choices. So the choice that he picked, which he's now going to have to get, is the 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 phrase, the Todd Father, which is like a play on the fact that there's the word Godfather, and he's his surname's Todd. And then the date of my baby Holly's birth as well. So, yeah, very weird. Um and <laughs> yeah I thought it was funny at the time that he, he would get that but what was funnier about it is that in hindsight if he gets the tattoo of my daughter's date of birth on him if he has any kids of his own down the line he's gonna have to get their name tattooed or their date of birth tattooed on him because why would you just have a random child's date of birth on you very creepy like why try and explain that to people here mate you've what's your tattoo all about and you're like ah it's uh um, it's my mate's daughter's date of birth and you're like ah that's creepy so that's what he's got to get the Todd father the 8th of the 11th or 8th of the 12th sorry 2017 on his body and fuck him because it was his idea so how did I get him up also tune into the radio show this week so we're getting the, the tattoo done no doubt he'll try and convince me to get a tattoo and I'll be like nah no need mate and he'll probably try and get us to do another bit nope no need he actually suggested a double or quits and I said no need so 
Shane Todd's getting a tattoo, a weird tattoo of my daughter's date of birth on him, and I can't wait for it. It's going to be great. And speaking of Shane, Boytown um, will be back after the end of the show, so there's one more radio show to go, so you could probably have a Boytown out this week. We need to get the, the office cleared. That's Shane's job, because I'm working full-time at the minute. I can't be going to the office to let people in whenever I'm working. You know, it just can't be done. So Shane needs to uh, pull the finger out, the tattooed finger probably, out and... Just get the guy in, get it cleared, and then we're back at it. And, well, I'm still talking about the wee scrote. Um, we are doing a gig on the 27th of April, um, Thirsty Thursday's Comedy Club. And since it's a weird podcast, here's something weird. It's on a Friday. So I'm doing Thirsty Thursday Comedy Club on Friday, the 27th of April. And tickets are like 12 quid or something. So, I mean, you know, you'd pay more to see me, I'm sure, but... It's a bargain, it's bring your own. So what you do is you pay 12 quid or whatever for a ticket, come to the show, but just bring like a like bring a lock of Frosty Jacks, bring two balls of Frosty Jacks, bring some duct tape, duct tape them to your hands, Edward Cider hands, get blocked, pass out, don't heckle or I'll stage dive you. I will swan on bomb from the stage because it's an elevated stage and I'll put you through your table. So don't fucking heckle because you don't like it. That's the, the next sort of big gig I'm doing. I'm looking to gig a bit more because after last week I've written loads of new material. I'm ready to get at it. Rawr, the tiger is alive again. Also, my pal, my friend, and great comedian, Rory Woods, is playing the Mandela Hall on April 12th. And hey, tickets are only a tenner, which is like three pints. And you will enjoy his show more than you'll enjoy three pints. And three pints are enjoyable. So put two and two together into the calculatrice. And what do you get? That's four of enjoyment. A four of enjoyment you will get. Not a four out of ten, but just a two and two is the answer. And you will enjoy Rory's show. So go see it. Mandel Hall and tell people about it. Make us get a squad night together. I'll be there. And come and chat to me. I'll probably be grumpy because I'm an old bastard. But still, come chat to me, whatever. And go to see Woodsy's show. It's gonna be really great it's gonna be a real great time lots questionis on twitter people were shipping questions this week just the 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 shout out like the the people who ask me questions on instagram every week are our heroes but twitter was very poor this week one question and that was from daniel daniel doran doran i think it's daniel it could be dan daniel or danish it's it's in irish and I, i don't know how to pronounce it so get in touch i'll just call you double d double d let me know how to pronounce your name so don't do it the service because i like to learn how to pronounce things properly and not sound like like an idiot so double d is asked what's the weirdest thing about jim core well probably all his weird conspiracy theories do you know that's definitely the weirdest thing about him also weird that he's just in a band with all his sisters because that would be so badly shit to have to tour with your sisters but um he's basically said all these conspiracy theories like 9-11 the truth is being held back people aren't telling you exactly what went on that day that swine flu was made up by scientists and that the American military is a secret weapon that could be used to cause the 2010 earthquake in Haiti which I don't know Like if, if they'd done that on purpose that earthquake in Haiti it would have been great if the reason behind it was to try and push Wyclef Sean to the presidency that I would say go ahead create more earthquakes if you can make sweet people 
president of their country. But unfortunately, Wycliffe couldn't pull it through. Um, but he basically said all this weird, weird stuff about like what he calls geopolitics. Um, and he said he was sent a photo in the immediate aftermath of the attack in the Pentagon. Let me see, I just Google this here. It showed a 14-foot diameter hole, and there was no imprint from wings. There was no imprint from the vertical stabilizer. There was no imprint from steel and titanium engines. And I'm like, what's going on here, he said. According to the musician who campaigned against Ireland ratifying the Lisbon Treaty in 2008, the EU is a step on the road to a one-world government that has been planned since before World War One. You know what? I didn't think Jim was a wild musician. He must have taken some gear, like, whenever he was on the road with his sisters. Like, you probably needed to be able to stand the fact that you're away with your sisters. Like, I couldn't tell my sister. She'd do my loafing. So, you know, maybe that's what it is, or maybe that's just what he believes. But fair play to him. Um, on to the Instagram. Da, 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 da. Let me see. So I'm, you're probably loving the dead air here. Fucking melt, melt in it. Um, oh, dear. Right. Chris Barr has said, Hey, Dave, how much of a little nerd is this dude? And then he's sent me a story, which is Japanese gamer marries Nintendo DS character. Not a little nerd, major nerd. A Japanese man has married his video game girlfriend, an anime character that lives inside the Nintendo DS. You can't do that, mate. It's fake. You fucking strange guy. The gamer fell in love with a virtual woman named Nini Agasaki. That just sounds like a made-up Japanese... What's... Like, you're, you're depressed. You're like, who, who are you with? Like, you, your Japanese wife's question. Who were you with last night? Uh, Nini Agasaki. <laughs> uh, okay, because I was not going to believe you there. No, it's Oda Nini Agasaki. Or okay, think of a Japanese woman's name is quite scandalous. Nini Agasaki. Definitely made up while playing Love Plus, a dating simulation game. The aim of Love Plus is to court, I like it, is to court and build a relationship with one of three cartoon style women. But virtual romance was not enough for this particular player. Identified only by his username, Sal9000, which is quite strange because he's actually the cousin of outcast lead singer Andre3000. So Sal9000's going out with uh, Nini Angasagi. And last weekend he became the first person to officially pledge his love to a video game character in a ceremony at a technology festival in Tokyo. Yeah, don't go to technology festivals, you dark. The couple's special day was witnessed by dozens of computer game fans. <laughs> just, you're trying to like go through your vows and it's silence apart from just all the audience going... <laughs> <laughs> fucking dorks. Uh, it's overseen by a real-life priest, although he stressed that the wedding was not official or legally binding. Uh, no shit, Sherlock. You can't marry... I, I'm married to... Marcelo from Real Madrid because I play FIFA oh fuck off however some reports on the computer game website state that Sal 9000 had earlier married his digital bride at chapel in the Pacific Ocean holiday island of Guam where wedding laws are less strict Sal 9000 is a cheeky wee scamp Japanese computer gamers are known for taking an obsessive approach to their hobby and Love Plus is the latest game to develop a cult following. Players are expected to spend hours with their virtual crushes, buying them flowers, taking them on dates and making future plans. The girls alter their behaviour and personality in a reaction as to how they're treated. So clearly Sal9000 has done a really great job with Nini Agasagi and they're married. But for sure, 
don't marry computer games. But what Chris wants to know is how have you dealt with the beast from the east? As I've said, I've just coped with it. I just have brought hot water out, defrosted the car, come in the house, put the heat on, wore a lot of jumpers in the house and just basically gone around being a miserable guy. Flat out, just being a grumpy old bastard. That's how I've coped with it. And hey, I'm happy with it. I'm happy with it, you know what I mean? That's how, how I cope. Christopher Henning has asked, another good weird fan of the show. All right, Dave, what about you? Good, mate. Have you had any fun snow frolics the past few days? No, I've told you before, I hated it. In the past, you've said that there isn't a lot of venues for comedy in Northern Ireland. It's difficult to pack in the 9-to-5 job and do comedy full-time. Yep. With the lack of venues, do you find the local scene very cliquey with the local comedians? Or are they a great bunch of lads? P.S. Thanks Shane Todd for stopping the podcast, saving us all. Hashtag cheap shot. Hashtag money slagging. Um, you know what? It's not really cliquey. Um, I think we've been fortunate enough to, like, maybe our group of friends that would do comedy, like a lot, like the Lavery's regulars, the squad, what people would somehow call us, who've done like Ulster Hall shows together and do gigs together, like myself, Shane, Colin Geddes, Mickey Bartlett, Aaron McCann, Ray Woods, Kieran Bartlett. Is that everyone? Yeah. Like, we are all great mates. Do you know what I mean? We're all good friends. And I think it just helps. It makes you want to gig more. You know, maybe that is cliquey, but there are loads of other comedians too kicking about who are all sound. Like, I could go through a list of them. There's no one really, no good, no good comedian on the local scene who's a real dickhead. There are a few ones who aren't great and think they're much better than they are. I might have done some things uh, through other mediums that make them think they're all of a sudden comedians. Nah, they're the problem. In terms of it up here, you know, it's it's not the, the acts that are the problem. It's maybe the venues or the opportunities. Do you know what I mean? And, yeah, I think I think it's a, good, it's a good scene at the minute. There's a lot of talent, a lot of people working together. And hopefully now, given that there's been more things going on, being put on television, being produced, you know, it'll be have more opportunities for us. To do things like our soft border patrol that was on on Friday night. Alan Irwin was in it as Sandy. He's a good, a really funny guy. Sound fella too. Do you know? He's doing well. He's in soft border patrol. To me, I thought he was the best, the best character in it. And yeah, so it's not really clicky. It probably looks like that from the outside, but it isn't. And we're all mates who literally just take a piss out of each other flat out all the time. So yeah, cheers for the question. It was it was great. Um, Happy Gilmore has asked me. Um, in fact, no, he said a story you might want to consider for your podcast. My review of my life trip with lads a few years ago. Whoa, three, um, three big bits of text here. Darren, I'll try and whiz through it. Here it goes. I stayed in Club B, New Yorker, from the 22nd to 25th of May with eight of the most distinguished lads from Belfast, I'm sure. Um, we arrived at a hotel on Friday night, already half-cut and ready to make our mark on the strip. First impressions of the hotel were good, clean and classy on the outside, swarming with young, attractive people and looked like they were worth a few bob. After we found out that we were at the wrong hotel, we drove around to Club B, um, which is appropriate because it was your, you know... Um, Terrible banter. On the outside, it looked okay. White paint, Chinese-looking pond and shit. What more do you want? And a bright orange neon Club B sign with a font that said, Come in and lower your expectations, lads. But sure you know yourself. 
We walked in and approached the reception desk and our buzz was nearly extinguished before we even handed over our passports. We instantly felt underwhelmed and weren't expecting a champagne reception or anything, but the doll behind the desk could have asked or could have at least cracked a smile from her semen glossed lips. Now, I, I don't know whether it's descriptive that they're semen glossed or whether she literally just had semen dripping down her lips, which either way would be quite quite a scene. No harm to the lady behind the desk, but she was old as fuck and looked like my MAGA seasoned veteran, if you know what I mean. I have a fair idea. Then we were told to hand over 30 euros deposit each. This was personally a low moment for me as I knew you could kiss that goodbye. And it happens, mate. That, that is... I know the feeling. Um, I mean, we aren't bad lads, but that distinguished shade that we mentioned at the start couldn't be further from the truth. I sensed that, mate. Anyway, on to Polaria. There's music from 11am. This is basically an alarm to get everyone up and let them know you can get pissed for free. Music was alright, can't complain here. You probably need to be down the pool from piss up o'clock so you can get the spot that you want. Swiftly moving on, Saturday afternoon... Picture smashed in one of our rooms. I still don't know how it happened, although I know the cost of the grip. It cost the grip 130 euros, even though Jizz Lips from reception had given us a broken item sheet that stated that it only cost 20 euros. They clearly seen that we had our money's worth from what you can all the sorry from all you can drink buffet downstairs. The rooms were average at best, but they must stock up with Van Gogh originals if you're fine in a surprise room. You know what? There's too much text here, and I'm not going to read any more. Basically, it's a good read. I enjoyed that. Go and check out Club B. See Darren's review there. Long story short, it goes through basically trashing the place, wrecking everything, having a bad time, and at the very end, gives it a three out of five would stay again. That's a great review. I enjoyed that. Um, I like the way you've just said at the end of it too, mate. Uh, story you might consider. Just you know, this is a review of the podcast, and no question, our, our view of the stay. No, no question. But, um, yeah, I can relate to that. Being a Magalith myself, stayed there for two weeks when I was 18, drank every day. How I didn't die, I don't know. If I did that now, I'd last about two days. And it's a, it's a dis- decrepit place. And hopefully I'll not go back there unless I have to go on a stag do, which in, would be amazing, no doubt. Um, but no, Darren, that was a, a great review of Club B. So why don't you take yourself over to iTunes and review my podcast, mate? there's an idea for you and I would like it to be as detailed and as long and as full of semen gloss tales as possible and on that note that's the end of the podcast so do all uh, the reviewing you need to do on the iTunes subscribe and SoundCloud tell people to listen to it um, ask questions the more questions we get the more banter it can be and follow me on Twitter at the Dave Elliott because Dave Elliott comedy is too long for Twitter, which is the only time I've ever been described as too long for anything. Um, and follow me on Instagram at Dave Elliott Comedy, and follow me on Facebook, on the Facebook at Dave Elliott Comedy. And hopefully, you survive the snow. And if you've gone out in it in snow and gear, 